0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here after 10 what feels like incredibly short weeks, we have reached the final episode of House of the Dragon, Hot D, Season 1, with the episode The Black Queen. This is a tense time for all of us, and so let's get deep diving into the end of the beginning and the beginning of the end. It is me, Natalie Bohensky, with Raven On, the universe's best recap game of thrones extended universe podcast analytical thingy and with me as always is a man who needs to get a wriggle on because he's going to ikea to try and find one of those sweet ass battle map tables with the inbuilt (laughs) lighting system it's Stuart late
1: hello natalie hello everyone yeah every every wargamer is like looking at that going oh man i so want that that's amazing All all the inlaid lights it's incredible
0: they the got the all their little
1: I love that I love that there was even a scene of them opening up the little cases with all the pieces and stuff oh, yep, it's amazing yeah
0: massive <laughs> gamer, uh warhammer energy right there cuz you got to think like were those already pre-made or had someone gone off and specifically made high tower you know suitable I feel like they're both.
1: both like it definitely yeah. felt like there there was like generic markers for like uh for the for the green faction cuz they didn't really have one um, but like they, they have they have all the little pieces for all the different houses and stuff. Ah, oh, it's great. I love it.
0: So good, so nerdy. But just the way they had that scene, you know, the camera pulled back to reveal the table coming alight from below yes. with the candles in there. Uh, that was that was magnificent. Like a beautiful bit of cool. set design, a beautiful bit of cinematography, and it just made me want one in my house. I mean, I think the length of it would take up my entire. <laughs> my entire unit <laughs> it would be the length of that table it, it, it would take like,
1: up most of your living space yes. it was
0: a big ass table <laughs> but I'd be willing to compromise although it's a,
1: it's a sacrifice you're prepared to make
0: was the table made out of stone is that sort of why they could just throw all that you know fire at it because if it was made out well, of I think wood, so yeah it might,
1: it might be made out of obsidian yeah maybe yeah.
0: That would be a so the fact that it's been chiselled and but I, I just love that it retained a bit of rustic, you know the the lettering was there were different shapes and sizes and angles and you know it yes. wasn't a perfect map it had a had a lovely vintage retro well, I think, feel. To is it. is that the
1: table that we've been seeing this whole time and and we just didn't realise that it lit up that it had like that it had like a party feature?
0: Well, in Game of Thrones, the the table was in a smaller room. It was almost in like a you know, like a Captain's Cabin kind of room that overlooked, you know, out of Dragonstone. Yes, Stone, yes. In this one, it's very much in the Great Hall. It's near the hearth. It's kind of the centre of the palace's activities. So maybe this so, is like a
1: super secret special war table.
0: Or, or yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely too sure. It could, I mean, it just, it looks different to the one from Game of Thrones. Obviously, it would have been created for this episode. Um, but yes, maybe they 200 years on decided on a smaller, less fiery... Battle.
1: (laughs) Well, look, I I feel like we are getting caught up on uh, some minor details of what was a very momentous episode.
0: No, but Stu, it was a cool (laughs) bit of furniture, and it—you know—it was. was. It was something I forgot to write on my list, so this way I get to sort of pay tribute to the cool table (laughs) before we move into the absolute drama that happened in this episode.
1: Yes. Now I, uh, I was I was so keen I, I I had theories about how they were going to end this episode and I I figured we would probably get what we got in in this episode so I was very keen to see how you reacted and, uh, and, and no, you did not disappoint
0: me how I reacted
1: yes yes I, I oh. saw your tweets.
0: Oh, my tweets. So I think I wrote, oh, hell no, <laughs> uh, on Twitter. And then I wrote, and uh, people who are my patrons will have, by this stage, already got, I know, because I've already put it up, my Taylor Swift inspired vocal tribute to Amond One Eye Targaryen, <laughs> um, because Taylor Swift dropped her new album. Do you remember, Stu, back in 2017 when John and Danny hooked up? I was in New York, not happy about it. Taylor Swift had just released her Reputation album with the single Look What You Made Me Do, and I wrote a parody song about being betrayed by Jon Snow, hooking up with his auntie for both sex, and I wrote it, and a whole lot of people were like, yeah, it seems good, but I just don't know the song because the song was so new. So I'm just letting you all know that you need to go to YouTube and look up Anti-Hero or Apple Music or Spotify, whatever you're on. <laughs> Anti-Hero is the first single off the midnight's album by taylor swift except it's not the first single because they released the whole album at a time now and it's the first kind of video clip that she's what does
1: what does single even mean nowadays it
0: it just doesn't when when you're taylor swift you kind of don't i mean i think the last one she did was probably like shake it off like that came out and then it took a while for the album to come out you know the album came out a month later or whatever that's how it used to be with music. You'd have a single or two and then the album would come out. But now when you're super famous and you're as famous as Taylor Swift or Beyonce or whatever, mm. you just drop your album and then everyone goes off and listens to it and makes TikToks. Yes. Yeah. So this this particular song got in my head with this chorus of hi, uh, sorry, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. It's a really yeah. fun li- Like whatever you think about Taylor Swift, the girl can write a good lyric yeah. and it's a very fun little refrain I've I've
1: seen people reference that that line already yes so so it's definitely it's definitely out there I I think you'll find a lot of receptive audience for this particular parody
0: well hopefully because I was so delighted by when I just looked at Eamon and I was like hi you know it's me hi I'm the problem it's me and I put that on Twitter not as much Twitter take up as I would have liked but that's okay because then I went I'm just going to keep going and write the whole Write the whole song about <laughs> Amond and the dragon and the dance of the first, I suppose, dance of dragons in in the water to come. Yeah,
1: the opening, the opening uh, fandango. I,
0: yeah, it was funny because it's it's that typical thing that happens with me where I'm so absorbed in watching it, my brain is not necessarily thinking too many steps ahead. I'm I'm a bit of a well, that's good
1: though. I mean, like you're you're experiencing it as it's supposed to be experienced. I feel like we can get up our own asses sometimes about like you know thinking about like theme and, yeah. and intent and all that But sort of not thing. even
0: that, like, oh, he's doomed, he's doomed. Like obviously Luke flying into Storm's End in the middle of a storm because obviously it's Storm's End the whole place is known for storms. So he has to arrive in a storm and he's, you know, only 14 and he's gone on an envoy mission. Like I didn't even have the thought. A friend of mine messaged me going, I'm a bit worried about them sending like a kid to do an envoy mission with no (laughs) escort. I was like, I didn't even have that thought. I was like. He's riding a
1: dragon. Why would you be, why would you be scared?
0: Yeah. And I was like, he's just going on an envoy mission and hospitality is really important to all of these, all of these people. It's always about, you've got to be polite and host. Hmm. And indeed, Boris Baratheon was concerned with hospitality when Eamon decided to go apeshit on poor young Laceris. Well, Boris that's Baratheon. right. I mean, like,
1: uh, hospitality is very important in Westeros, as we know.
0: Yes, that's right. So he did say, no, 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 not here. I won't have bloodshed in my house. Stop it. He came as an envoy. He's a boy. Stop it, Eamon. But, of course, Eamon is like, nah, I'm going to go get an eye for an eye because the guy can't let things go. Like, no. I get it. Dude, this kid took your eye. You were fighting them. They were fighting you. It was an accident. You've made your whole personality now your eye patch. So he, maybe he's you say thank he's, based
1: you? A whole, he's based a whole personality on an eye patch that that underneath he keeps like a secret a secret secret uh, Like a jewels. sapphire oh, or yes. something,
0: yeah. yeah. Like, ooh, look at my spooky eyes. Very Bond villain, very good. Yeah. Extremely uh, Bond villain, yes. Extremely Bond villain. Like When he started going, I'm going to come after you, I thought, oh, God, this is it. He's going to try and pin him down. And then he got out, and he's like, "No, no, don't shed blood here." And I went, "Oh, good on you, Baratheon. You're a bit thick. Obviously, you can't read, but that's okay. You've got your heart in the right place. You're a bit ambitious, but you know not to, you know, maybe kill Rhaenyra's son." But then Aemon is just being a lunatic and decides to fly Vega and chase him. So because it was in the sky, and you saw this, I was like, "Oh, Vega's coming!" Like, oh, so and then they had that fantastic shot. Oh, oh. oh by the that's way. Great. Spoilers, everyone, for the for the episode. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> if you haven't
1: seen the episode, by Jesus, go and see, go and watch the episode.
0: So then you see this dragon, which is an impressively sized dragon.
1: I mean, it's, it's realize, Vega. it's the biggest living dragon.
0: No, sorry, sorry. Like you see, Luke's oh, Arax, dragon, Arax. First, yeah, Arax. Yeah. and it's like, yeah, he's a little dude on a dragon. Still impressive. Yeah. I don't have a dragon like that. No, do that's you? Right. Still impressive. And the dragon had clearly been a bit rattled by the storms mm-hmm. because you know Luke runs out in the. Out of the the, the keep and, and says you know serve me and calm and all these High Valyrian mm. words to control the dragons. The dragon's a bit on edge. He notices that Vega has left the car park. You know Vega was parked out <laughs> front, and then Vega's gone. So he's flying around a bit nervous. And then you see that shot of just this in the in the sky, a level yeah. above Arax and Lysera, just, just this shadow oh. against the cloud and lightning of Vega, and you realise not all dragons are created equal or yeah, exist right. as equal. There's a and reason it was
1: such a big deal that, that Amond claimed Vega.
0: Yes. You know, because, <laughs> because they have a whole talk, which I don't even have in my list, I think, but you know, they have a whole big talk about oh, dragons. They they run,
1: they run it down. Yeah. They, they do what I did on Twitter the other day. and They, they basically tell you explicitly what dragons everyone has, which is great.
0: Wait, you did that on Twitter?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just sort of did a quick little rundown of, okay, okay, I'm pretty sure this is the lay of the land as we go into these last couple of episodes.
0: I didn't um, see that. How did I but, miss um, that? I normally always check Stu's tweets. Oh, that's all right. But um,
1: d- Never apologise for not reading Twitter. But uh, the, no, I didn't but, say but reading da- Damon Twitter. Damon I said hu- not,
0: specifically not reading your tweets, Stu. They're, they're oh, no, must-read. Yes, yes. They're bookmarked.
1: But um, da- Damon sort of gives, every, gives the, uh, everyone involved and the audience a very nice, succinct rundown of which dragons are available and and who's got them, basically.
0: So, really, the greens have only got Vagar and then the two that belong to, I guess, Helena and um, Aegon?
1: Yeah, so they have... So, uh, uh, Vagar and Aegon rides Sunfire. Um, uh, Helena rides uh, Dreamfire, but you would probably imagine that she probably wouldn't ride Dreamfire in battle. Um, Because
0: she's a bit, you know, funny.
1: Well, just... She's not really a warrior. I, I guess she probably could. Um, but, yeah, like like effectively they have two fighting dragons, except one of them is the biggest living dragon. Like, like yes. he's easily the biggest dragon by an order of magnitude than most he others. He
0: is so annoying. And they do yeah. such a good job. And you realise where, you know, remember in the very first episode with Caraxes and I thought the, the CGI was just, like it was great, but it was like just yeah. a little bit... Yeah, and this one, you're like, oh, this is where they spent all the money. This is where
1: they spent their money, absolutely.
0: Because (laughs) just that you could see the 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 detail on, like Vega has that great big sagging chin in a way that the baby Arax doesn't. He's like a little dragon, and you realize even Caraxes with his, uh, he's got that big snake-like neck. Like yes. his neck seems yeah. to be longer than everyone he, else's. He's, and he's unusually
1: long. He's, he's meant to be a little bit deformed, yeah.
0: Oh, is he? Well, that yeah. makes sense why he's Damon's then. But, he, he, you know, you can see that he was born, if they're born around the same time that the child is born and Damon at this point is, you know, around 40 or whatever, mm. yet, then, yeah, you see that he's still like a youthful dragon. Vega is at least... Uh, hundred years v- Vaga old. Vega is like two hundred and
1: something years old. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, because he came over with the conquest, and he was already an adult dragon at that point. So not all. So one Vega is probably enough to take out all of the other. The, well, the era, it's the, it's faction, a, it's the a, black it's enough faction's dragon.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like like the the blacks have a lot of dragons, but but the greens have Vega. and so it's like yeah, yeah it, it's it's the biggest. It's the biggest dog on the block.
0: It's it's kind of like that Avengers. What is it? I have an army, and it's like well, we have we've a got Hulk.
1: a Hulk. we have we yeah. have a Vega, yeah, exactly. We have a
0: Vega, <laughs> and it was. Look, can we can we go into our list because I'm about to start talking about what is first on my list anyway? Sure. So I think it's <laughs> my, I think it's my turn to go first. So I'll just Let's make it officially there. now list time, so I can talk about this because the first thing on my list, uh, our minute challenge. Was uh, no Luceris and Arax, poor babies. Yes, um, and then I wrote, did Amon mean to kill Luceris?
1: Well, so this is this is fascinating because this is again where they've introduced a little bit of ambiguity from the books. Like in the books, it's just presented as pr- pr- almost verbatim how it goes down at Storm's End. Luke arrives, Amon confronts him, Luke leaves, and Amon pursues him and kills him, basically. Um, and that's how it's presented. And it's presented in a fairly dry way because it's pre- like "Fire and Blood" is a is a history text, basically. Mm. The showrunners have tried to introduce a bit of ambiguity here, so they've tried to sort of suggest that maybe Amond. I mean, I'm not sure what exactly his endgame was. If he wasn't going to, if he wasn't going to outright kill Luke and Arax, like, what was his intention?
0: Yeah, I did guess, he just marry him, to...
1: or he like scare yeah, him ha- for the fear Harry of the fear of God into him?
0: scare him and make him kind of go back going, oh, my God, he's got Vega. there, you know, might be tougher than we thought. But mm. his whole thing was you owe a debt, you owe a debt. He's not going to be able to sort of pluck him off that dragon and cut his well, eye exactly. out in midair.
1: Maybe he, wanted to, maybe he wanted to force him down somewhere and have a confrontation uh, in that way. Maybe that's what he was trying to do. Basically, they're, they're trying to introduce a little bit of ambiguity there where maybe he didn't intend to outright kill Luke. But that's definitely what happened, and there's no going back now.
0: The so it was really interesting how it was done because there was this concept introduced that perhaps the dragons have still have self control or self um, determinism. Yes,
1: so
0: it, it seemed to portray because uh, Luke had been doing so well, and that's what makes it so tragic. Is that he'd he he's you know he's only fourteen. He'd managed to kind of use cliffs and. And um, I guess islands in the channel that they were flying over yes. as cover. And he, he, because he, he's smaller, he used his size advantage to hide in these rocks. That's, and 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 that's, the, that's the
1: thing. It's something, it's something you should always keep in mind: is that Vegar is like a, a big, giant, like truck. Like, like the, her turning circle is is terrible. So, so like she, she's very, she's big and powerful, but she can't. Oh, I forgot. She's not very.
0: I forgot Vegar was a girl dragon.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, I but, always but, think.
0: I always think that Gar's because like Rhaegar and it's like, it's like it's
1: like all cats are female, all dragons are male.
0: No, no, it's it's more that that Gar seems to be a male. Like the 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 women are called Raela and Rhaenira and Rainis, and the male was called Rhaegar.
1: Yes, so
0: <laughs> it's it's like a masculine, you know, like my name last name yeah, is. Yes, that's Ski, a good point.
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure why.
0: Technically, I should be a Scar because in Polish, yes. you females are Scar.
1: Yeah, but no, no, um, Vega is definitely a girl.
0: Well, she is one big bitch. She's a, she's a big uh, girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, like like the thing you should always keep in mind is that is that she's big, but she's also cumbersome. So so Arax being much smaller uh, is definitely uh, more more nimble, and then that's the advantage that they have, and that's what he uses. That that's what Luke uses to his advantage, right up until he doesn't. <laughs> um, well, so. the
0: thing is, is that it seems like it seems like Arax. Um, comes out of the blue and strafes Vagar's face with fire.
1: Yes, which Luke did not intend. Did
0: not plan. And you can hear him saying, no, no, serve me, serve me. And then Vagar just goes nuts and yeah. takes after like, them.
1: Like, but what he, the hell did you just do?
0: Well, the thing is, is that he Luke has this fantastic Matrix moment where he shoots into the sky above the clouds, above the storm, and he's in the quiet sky with sun. Remember in the – is it the first Matrix or one of the other Matrixes that we don't yeah. talk about where they, like, fly out of the clouds? and you I see, see it's, in the,
1: it's in the last one.
0: Oh, is it? And you the, see the, the sun. They're one. like, yeah. oh, yeah. the sun, the sun. And then they come back down. Um, but then you just see Vega come out and, and Luke is, like, looking around and he's cautious and he thinks he's okay. And then you just see this mouth, like, freaking – you know when they do dinosaur documentaries and they have that – um what's that Diplodocus? No, not Diplodocus. the 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 – Uh, megalodon, you know the 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 Uh, big fish one? The big fish one. I mean it could be any die. It's literally literally the end of Jurassic Park when the T-Rex in just swoops in and grabs a raptor. It's that moment. Absolutely. And you and the scale and the size difference is you're like, oh my god, Arax is literally a a fly compared to Vega. Mm. Vega's mouth just crushed and chomped that dragon in half. And with it, like, was Luke in the mouth bit or did he just fall off? Did he get swallowed or spat? Like, who knows? But he he's just gone. He's, it's just, yeah, like, he's done. gone. And the only thing that you can think is, like, well, it would have been quick. It would have been two <laughs> seconds of horror as this <laughs> mouth came at you. And,
1: and, and, and black, then no more. And fade to black, just yeah, exactly. Fade
0: to black. Not even for snap to black. It's a snap black, like you'd say on stage. Snap to black and he's out of there. So that's the only thing. <laughs> but it was it – was, it's bold, and I think you've always talked about the books being history books. Yes. To see it happen, to see it unfold, yeah. Oh, how it's did thrilling. you? How did you find the? You know, seeing the reality. It's thrilling of
1: it. because I, I knew what was happening I knew what was going to happen, and yet you, you that they do film it in such a way. You're like, oh, maybe he'll get away. <laughs> like yeah. maybe, maybe he's gonna be. Maybe he's gonna skip this. Nope, nope, no, he's not. Nope, that's that's not going to happen. But uh, also, I
0: think my I think my hind brain. Was doing a little bit in that section of like, oh, this is the inciting incident.
1: Yes, and I, I think it's really, really interesting that they've decided that that they, they've framed it as this is this is the inciting incident, and it, it's kind of framed that way in the, in the book. But in in the book, it, because it's presented as a history text, a lot of this stuff feels very inevitable, um, as if we're, we're we're just on rails, and and yes. this is something that you know is has happened and we're just telling you what happened yeah um whereas the the show you know for for dramatic reasons needs to make you engage with the with the the narrative and so they've chosen to make this the inciting incident and it is the point of no return like this is the thing this is the point where like family blood has been spilled mm. uh, there's no going back like at, at any point up until this point there is still a, a situation where The Dance of the Dragons, for for whatever reason, could be averted or doesn't have to play out the way it does, but this is what changes the game. Yeah. This this is is the point um, where, yeah.
0: What is that group from Loki, the time agency or whatever it was, and they cut off the alternative? The Time
1: Variance Authority, yes. Yeah, the
0: Time Variance, and they cut off their, it was like, no, 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 cut off everything. But what I had next on my list is Renera showing restraint.
1: And that's
0: what she did throughout this episode, surprisingly to me. To, to be honest, it was a little bit of she's wow, she's actually stopping to consider the ramifications of going hell for leather yeah. into battle like Damon wants to. Uh, Absolutely. I, I wrote on my list Damon is pissed off, <laughs> <laughs> and he's so pissed off at Reneira that at one point he almost strangles her.
1: Yes, yeah. Which was I, I'm, so- I'm gonna, I'm, I wonder if uh, he's still gonna be the internet's boyfriend after this episode.
0: Well. He, I mean, he's got that chaotic energy still. He certainly
1: does. He certainly and, does. And,
0: you know, I, I maybe that's something that they do together is what people might think or hope. <laughs> but he's no, so I, yeah. he's so full of rage. He's like, no, 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 this is – because he loved his brother after all that, and he's the one who jumps straight to murder. And it's like, dude, you saw your brother like a week ago. Maybe entertain <laughs> the saw, possibility. You saw, you, saw him,
1: you saw him with like half a skull. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> like – Maybe he just died.
0: Maybe he just died, you know. (laughs) Like it's funny that he went straight to the bitch queen killed him. Mm. It's like, dude, he had no face. He had (laughs) no arm and no face. He was Harvey
1: Two-facing it all over the place.
0: And, Um, you know, let's let's be clear. It's, yeah. So he, he was so pissed off that he attempted to strangle her, but she was thinking about what her father had told her which was the greater goal of A Song of Ice and Fire. And then she realises that he had not heard that.
1: I I literally have written written on my list, Damon doesn't know,
0: Ah. Um, which
1: is fascinating. Like like, I I think we we talked about that a little bit. We had Um, talked
0: about that and said we don't think he'd trust anyone else with the knowledge.
1: Yeah. but but it's too reckless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's fascinating to sort of see that play out where Damon is, is acting as if this is just... Like he, he's taking it as a personal affront and also he's using it as, as his own personal vendetta, basically. Like he, he will get the throne for Rhaenyra because he can't take it himself,
0: yes. basically. Yeah,
1: But she has the different context and, and, and she is the only one who has the context because Aegon and and Alicent and everyone don't have the context that she has. Mm. She is the only mm. one who has this, this specific context and you can see that he's very he's very put off by the by the idea that there was something there's something more to all this like that he hmm. th- that he's not part of
0: yeah it's it's like what don't I know and yeah and and also does that matter to him you know yes, is, exactly, is that yeah. enough to stop the necessary action that he fi- or the action that he feels is necessary to take um, but she you know I really had a lot of time in the same way that last week I had time for Alicent for trying to not you know she was trying I think we talked about this but she she said to Egon, you mustn't listen to your grandfather and go and murder Rhaenyra you must treat them with compassion uh she was trying to get Rhaenys to match up with the you know she was she was making an effort to not have colossal violence while still trying to push her agenda and so in the same way I had a lot of time for Rhaenyra in this episode because of how she tried to think about the consequences to the people.
1: Well, you um, and Rhaenys have a lot of time for Rhaenyra because of her approach to all this.
0: Yes. Well, yes, I had that on my list actually. Rhaenyra showing, no, sorry, Rhaenyra showing restraint. Rhaenys, boss move with Corlys. Yes. <laughs> it was so He finally <laughs> returned to action uh, conveniently. He's better now, but he's still a bit sick, needs a walking uh Kane. But it certainly wasn't a triumphant return, was it? I mean, he when he came into the into the battle room, it was pretty good. But that was
1: pretty cool. There were the- was, there was shades there of um of Viserys entering the throne room.
0: Yes, yes. Dialed down, but still pretty, pretty good. And and he was he was going to declare for no one was his plan to just like piss off back to driftmark and not get involved it's
1: bananas that, that that's that's his plan at this point of, yeah. of proceedings he's Dude, like i think look, you still look.
0: have a fever <laughs> i
1: know i was about to say like he, uh, after everything that he's done everything that he, he's he's sort of set in motion he's sort of sitting back and going you know what i i probably shouldn't have done this i'm just gonna go back to my house <laughs> i'll
0: just catch you later guys yeah i'm gonna you guys
1: you guys are good you guys are right to sort this out okay yeah i'll just i'll sit this one out
0: I'm going to go home. Like I think I left the oven on, and I need to go back and turn that off. And you know, I think I think I've got a few pot plants that didn't get watered. So I've been away for six years, so things have probably gone down a bit. So I'm just going to pop back home, get all that fixed up. It'll probably take me oh, six to twelve months. What are you thinking this all <laughs> might take? Maybe a two year. Let's give it two years, and then I'll come right back and work out who I'm going to
1: support. Yeah, that's
0: it. And and Rainie's is the one who says. No, no, no. she's the only – because he says that girl kills everything she touches. She's like that girl is the only thing stopping the realm from exploding at the moment because she's showing restraint. Hmm. Um, She's showing
1: the qualities of a leader.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, That was really good. And she'd had that conversation too with Luke about preparing for leadership. When he was, you know, I should have known he was going to buy it when they had that touching conversation between Mother <laughs> and Son at the start of the episode. I did like worry I that they were over it
1: a bit much because she doesn't she doesn't have a lot of interaction with Jace. She should have had equal interaction with both of them. Um, yeah. But, but they really laid it on thick with Luke. And I'm like, oh, man, you guys are really telegraphing your punches here. But okay. Oh,
0: it didn't really. Look, I see what you mean in hindsight, but at the time it didn't because she told Jace, you know, you, you must, whatever's left of my legacy, you are the heir to it. Yes. Uh, nothing must happen without me, and he was the one kind of standing up at the to Damon saying, "No, you won't do anything until she's better." Uh, that sort of thing. So, um, speaking of which, if I can just quickly circle round to Rhaenyra's childbirth. Holy shit!
1: Yes, yes, uh, a whole thing.
0: So <laughs> that um, so she was pregnant, but maybe what six months, seven months, or something. But it was the shock of the, the news that Viserys had died, but particularly yes. that Egon had been crowned. And
1: that Egon had been crowned, yeah, exactly. And that, that seemed that sort to of shock her. Punch.
0: Yeah, that seemed to shock her into labor. Um, but then for some reason, she refused all help and she pulled her own baby out of her body. Mm. And it was great. Uh, <laughs> it was. Go- you know what? It just circled all the way back to Queen Emma telling her in the first episode that our bodies are our battlegrounds and yes. yeah. and you know Damon is out there thinking about war he he doesn't go in to see her or to help her and she screams for him at one point you can hear her screaming Damon and he doesn't go to her and she is like nope i'm going to do this and she she pulls her own child from her body and the child unfortunately has either was already dead or died in childbirth or was mm. strangled on its own umbilical cord. it was pretty full on it was, a,
1: it was a hell of a scene.
0: It was a hell of a scene. Uh, there was some gushing sounds that I was not ready for. Um, but what was great was the reaction of the the of the nurses, like the maids, yes. who were all like, calm down, let us help you, let us help you. And then they're just watching in horror, and the camera just pans to their faces and all like, oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they're all memes of shock and horror um, that was, yeah, it was really, really well done. How she was able to get up and she like wrapped the body of her child and kind of seemed to sort of pray with it and then get up and they cremated the child together. Mm-hmm. Like she must have had severe trauma. How she's not just unconscious and needing like incredible strength. Uh,
1: well, and that's the thing. Like like it's something she she's holding it together right up until the, until the end, you know, and then it's like, yes, yes, it's, it's one step too far.
0: Yes, yes, it's like Danny, you know, you just exactly, exactly.
1: Then- like at that point, it's like, well, now it's on.
0: Yeah, now, now- the Targaryen, now I'm going full Targ. I mean, she's said. going
1: full Targ, exactly.
0: The mask is off, full Targ. What did you think about that moment at the end? Just I'm jumping forward, but just that moment where they didn't have any words. They didn't have Damon, you know, you couldn't hear him telling her, but you knew what he was telling her. Yes, exactly. Um, how they found out, like, how would that have got around? Anyway, news gets, news travels, I guess, but Eamon must have gone back to Storm's End and explained what happened and then news travels. Well, exactly.
1: And- it's a, it's a, in, in, in many ways, it's the only place they could have ended the season, but in other ways, it's a strange place to end the season because – I, I guess we we usually get more resolution than that, if that makes sense. Like like in an ep- in a season of Game of Thrones, like like you have like an inciting incident like this. An inciting incident like this usually happens in episode nine.
0: I and was then, about to say, and then you see then the we, fallout.
1: Yeah, and you see the yeah. fallout in the following episode. But instead, they've kind of left us on the precipice, which is smart in a way, and it's and it's a hell of an image to end on. Yeah, but it it, it does sort of leave us hanging very much and, and I mean we, we know we're getting more like we're definitely getting another season although not for two years you know which is unfortunate uh, for those of us who deeply deeply love this show yeah Um. but yeah so so in in like thematically I understand why they ended it where they did I just feel like I also was it part of it part of it is, is this strange structure that they've decided for the last two episodes where, where yes, you, you identified it? it quite rightly last last week Last week was all Greens and this week was all Blacks. That was the structure. Yeah. Um, and in doing New that- New Zealand we, we, rugby we, we team get, was right exactly, there. Exactly. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> um, but we, we, we get a brief incursion by Otto. Otto shows up and does his little smarmy thing. And he, the worst possible person you could have sent to deliver that message. But anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, you I'm, thought, I'm, I'm sure how? he insisted. I'm sure he wanted to, to, to deliver that message himself.
0: And you sort of wonder what would have happened if Alison herself had gone. And pleaded on their childhood yes, friendship exactly, personally. Exactly. You know.
1: You know, at that point you could just say, you know, oh she she could make her case and, and that she and Ranira could have a discussion.
0: Yes. And
1: she could explain things to her and there could maybe be some sort of compromise or some sort of or some sort of understanding reached. I mean, I don't once That's probably what, why.
0: That's probably why it didn't happen that way. Exactly.
1: Exactly <laughs> right. I mean look. You know, ultimately, from a from a storytelling perspective, that's why that didn't happen. But yes, mm. you you do wonder what they were thinking, sending Otto of all people, um, if only for the uh, for the 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 thematic rhyming resonance of him appearing on Dragonstone again to face off against uh, Damon, because of course that that happened earlier in the in this in the series. But I, I just think it's so interesting that they decided to go for this structure because it has the effect of. Both camps are isolated from each other and you feel that isolation and that lack of communication. Everything mm. is sort of hermetically sealed and there's like a feedback loop happening in both camps, which is really smart and really interesting. But it does mean that you don't get those moments of catharsis where you can cut between various yes. characters for us, the audience. It's just an interesting way to, to do it. it it's mm. something I, we haven't seen in Game of Thrones before, really. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. Well, but just...
0: they had a couple of episodes that were like just focused on one thing. Like I think when they, is it when they did the fight on the wall in episode four? You know, when the wildlings climbed the wall? Wasn't that mostly, like that was mostly... Oh yeah, yeah,
1: but 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 what I mean is, like, I mean, we've we've had episodes where we sort of follow, and I mean, Hardhome, I think was was they 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 follow, you know, Jon Snow and the Wildlings just for that entire battle. But I mean, those are those are like self-contained episodes. There's there's no larger thematic resonance to keeping them separate from what what else is happening. Whereas what's happening here is a very deliberate choice to accentuate the fact that there's these feedback loops happening in each camp where war is becoming inevitable, inevitable, inevitable. Like everyone's building things up and no one's talking to each other, Mm -hmm. you know? And, And when someone finally does, it's the worst possible person to deliver that message. And he shows up and just like, well, you know, you, you know, that's what we've done. And she's she's the princess, not the queen. <laughs> and it's like, and oh God yes, damn the- it, Otto! You could not be the worst. You could not be be more the worst person to be talking right now. It's
0: a pity you and your dad didn't see that. As soon as you know he had a son, the 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 succession changed. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, it's like all your fault. You, you absolute piece of crap, Otto. Hightower. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I mean to his credit his plan has worked he's played the long game I mean, and I mean, this is the thing
1: and, and he's very smug he's like every symbol of legitimacy rests with us it's like mm. yeah but they have a lot of dragons though man like like that's a hell of a legitimacy symbol is is a bunch of dragons
0: mm. including new ones that um matt uh, Damon is trying to seduce into well he's I think he's trying to get the riderless ones to listen yes
1: well that's um that's Vermithor um which is uh Jaehaerys's old dragon
0: uh, oh, so, right. so that's
1: that's a big old dragon uh, as well that's currently riderless ah
0: so how do you get riders to ride dragons like do you need this specific well they have people? to they have to
1: they have to bond with them like uh, like Eamon did and and they ha- and they have to be theoretically of like Valyrian descent oh, like gosh. they have to have some that special magic something that lets them sort of connect with the dragons um, Which
0: seems to be uh, Valerian pop music.
1: <laughs> that's right, exactly.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was interested. I wasn't exactly
1: sure what Damon was doing with Vermithor there because he was going down to see Vermithor, but he can't bond with Vermithor because he's already bonded to Caraxes. Um, well, y- you can't you can't ride two dragons at once, basically.
0: Okay, that's the rule. Because I was just wondering, maybe he's trying to reintroduce him to humans.
1: Sure, like if maybe. If Vermithor.
0: Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I keep thinking of lobster Thermidor. Oh, lobster, lobster, <laughs> Vermithor. <laughs> lobster Vermithor. Lobster uh, Vermithor. It's his favourite meal. Um, he, he flames the lobster in the shell. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sucks yes. it right out. Um, yeah, maybe he's just trying to massage them back into, hey, you might need people.
1: But
0: That's who are true. they going to get? I mean, has Reyna found a dragon yet? Because Baylor had one, but Reyna Ray- did Rayna
1: Reyna ri- rides Moondancer, who's still quite a small dragon, but is big enough to be ridden. Um, Baylor doesn't have a dragon yet. So theoretically she, no, no, could, try the to, she could try to No, no,
0: the other way around. is the eldest. She had one. It was the younger daughter. Who oh, I
1: beg your pardon. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so ba- Baylor, Baylor rides Moondancer and um, Reyna uh, does not have a dragon currently. She had a dragon egg that never hatched. Right. Um, So
0: maybe that's for her. Maybe he's thinking that it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Take off on that one.
1: I should also point out that, like, you know, dragon riding doesn't rely on like legitimacy. So if you're a bastard, like Targaryen or Valerian or something, like you could still give it a crack.
0: Ah, is this what's going to become important about Egon's bastards in the? I'm
1: sure I don't know, but you know, like there's. there's (laughs) There's lots of you know like the, riding a dragon. You you can be a bastard and still ride a dragon if that makes sense.
0: As Jon Snow proved.
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: Game of Thrones. Uh, sexy. Uh, what else <laughs> on my list? Um, we've kind of got most of it. I got Otto insists on a stand. Oh, I love the line. Um, excuse the swearing, but he said, "I would rather feed." Matt Damon says to Otto, "I would rather feed my sons." to the dragons rather than have them bear cups and shields for your uh, us- drunken usurper cunt of a <laughs> <laughs> Just- Which look,
1: I mean, like there's dragons around, but that is a pretty sick burn.
0: That is a, ha <laughs> ha, oh, Stu, oh, round of applause. A round of applause for Stu for that, that <laughs> excellent line. Um, I read, uh, the table. Oh no, I only wrote that at the end. That's right. Um, Amond with his little jab at Sir Lord, Lord Strong or careful Lord Strong.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: But Lucerus was so sweet. He, he came, he gave his message. He said, I will not fight you. I'm here as a.
1: He promised. He swore an oath. He said he swore, wasn't going to fight.
0: He swore an oath to his mother and you know, but he kind of, he he couldn't help being followed on dragon back.
1: No, Exactly. <laughs>
0: Which is why no doubt she will be equally as furious because she said, I made my son swear an oath. He swore an oath. He didn't fight. He wouldn't fight. And then, and then the last thing I'm, I'm sure there's many more things I wanted to write, but I ran out of time was Boris Baratheon can't read. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was really sweet. And it's very someone, in
1: character. It's very it, in character.
0: Well, it just like Robert Baratheon I'm sure could read because you see him reading things or whatever. Yes. But it just it made me go, "Yeah, if any if any house was going to be the non-readers, I can see it being It's it's,
1: it's the Baratheons, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all about strength, but I did like the fact that he's kind of the Walder Frey almost of um I mean not not as horrible, but in that he had like four, five daughters all lined up.
1: Yes, yes, was- actually that, that's a really good point. And yeah. and it's it sort of it's it's so obvious, like the actual difference between the greens and the black camp. Yes, in that scene, because the greens have come with an offer, they're they're playing politics. Like mm. like Amond has come and is like, "I will marry one of your daughters." Yes, like this is we we have we have something to offer you, Boris Baratheon. Mm. Whereas the blacks have shown up and gone, listen, like you know, you swore an oath, like your dad swore an oath, so. Like we're here to make sure you are, uh, you're all in. Like, you, are you all good? Yeah. And he's like, "What we're can I? What What are you offering? What are you offering me?" And, he, and he's like, "Nothing. I you you promised.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: it's 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 a very it's a very naive sort of way to go about things in a way.
0: But it's also like just it's it's also what she sees as honourable.
1: Exactly. Yes. She she assumes promise. that these these men these lords who swore oaths will keep their oaths.
0: But for him, it's not even him; it's his father.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: That's that's what Otto is kind of counting on that that it's people um, stale odes. He said won't won't get you anywhere. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's my list, you. So let's uh, let's, well, let's we can we can run their
1: mind quickly. We, we've already hit most of the main points. I think we uh, I, I started off with dragon battle, uh, which is always good, always a good time, even when someone <laughs> it's all it's all fun and games until someone gets bitten in half by a dragon.
0: Yeah, that was some pretty um, ferocious. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: uh good great great stuff like really well like thought out and executed sequence um just just thrilling it was really really good as, as someone who knew what was going to happen I was I was on the edge of my seat it was fantastic um I I, re- I was really intre- I was as we said I was really interested that they introduced a little bit of ambiguity there that that Amond maybe didn't intend to murder Luke yeah um you know, may, maybe he was going to rough you. I was, I was just going to cut him. Yeah. Um, you know.
0: <laughs> and also, um, he had the decency to have a bit of an "oh shit."
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> he 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 sort of realizes, "Oh damn, there's no going back now." Um, that 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 one's not that one's not coming off. We can't. Yeah. We- <laughs> um, the next item on my list was the Black Queen. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously we've talked a lot about uh, Rhaenyra throughout this episode, really, really being a strong and capable ruler, refusing to just immediately give way to war, looking at all her options, making sure that she's doing the right thing. She's not just going to, she's obviously not going to accept Alison's offer, even though it is a very generous, generous offer, but by the same token, she's not just going to launch an all out assault and burn King's Landing to the ground. And then a dragon eats her son. And at that point, it's like, well, all bets are off. You're, mm. you're done and she turns around and she is very much the black queen. Mm. So that's fascinating. That that and I I love that they gave that moment to Emma Darcy to just play. Like they yeah. just they just said, "No, you turn around and you're a different person now." Mm. <laughs> like 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 you've always you've always been strong and you've always been capable. You've always had a fire in you. But when you turn around like any sense of of that girl that we've seen throughout this series, she's gone now. Yeah. Like you're done. You you you're full tag.
0: <laughs> Big stamp
1: Boom. Yeah.
0: Full tag.
1: Full tag. <laughs> uh next up on my list was uh Damon doesn't know. We talked about that. Um he he
0: yeah.
1: did not know about the song of ice and fire. Um Does he care? Is the
0: next question. Does he care? I mean,
1: like it's it's interesting. I, I guess like on the on the one hand, I he's like I said, he's operating without all the facts, as is everyone except Rhaenyra. Mm. Um R- Rhaenyra is the only one who has the full sort of top-down perspective of we need to. The realm needs to be united because it's bigger than us.
0: Yeah, Viserys wasn't just you know obsessed with prophecy. He actually had yeah genuine information.
1: That's it. Exactly. The next time on my list, uh, we didn't talk about this uh, was that uh, Eric is all in on black, which I loved. I loved uh, when oh, Viser- yes. Sir Eric shows up so and Eric- is just like just like the, the biggest dude. He's like, "Yep, brought the crown. Swear allegiance to you, my queen." Like those other guys can take a running jump.
0: Um, he, so he was the one who obviously tried to get Rhaenyra out. Sorry, Rhaenys out.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Before she got lost and ended up in the dragon pits and grabbed a dragon. Oh, and the other thing was, sorry to interrupt your point, but um, Matt Damon asked the question that you were asking last week: is why didn't she just burn them all? Oh, and yes, she has yes. A very, she has a very elegant answer, which is, "It's not my war to start."
1: It's not my war to start. Which look, hey, that's a that's not bad. Like in term in in writing in in hand wavy terms in. In universe terms, that's not a bad line. I'd, I'll, I'll go with that.
0: Uh, th- I just thought that was really well sum- summarised. Yeah, it's a, not my war start. Yes, I'm sure there will be, you know, drama over this treachery, but it's not my water start. This is yeah. your, this is, you've made this. Alison's made this and now it's your choice as to how you respond. And in that way, she gives Rhaenyra that agency to make the call, and I think she's impressed with her.
1: That's that it. She yeah. Doesn't
0: and there's even a moment I forgot to note down when it was, but there was a moment when something's happening, and Renera Rhaen- Rhaenys is the last person she, to leave or something, and she just gives Rhaenyra a smile like a mm. "good job, sweetie," like yeah. you're, "you're doing good, sweetie." Kind of kind of expression. Absolutely. Um, and it was lovely. It was really nice. I like that their relationship is just a little bit closer. Uh, hopefully. Anyway. Well, I think I
1: think she started she started the series being very disdainful of Rhaenyra for even like thinking that she had a chance of one day sitting on the Iron Throne. Yes, and, and it's yes, almost like really. it's almost like she's come full circle on that, where she's like, no, not only should you sit the Iron Throne, I should have been on the Iron Throne, but if I yes. can't, then you definitely
0: will. And at least you seem to have my same temperament. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Me, and I trust me. Even though, as Calla said to her, is like she's complicit in our son's death. Yes, exactly. So they exactly. think she had Lainor knocked off. But Rainice is obviously able to go, look, I've made my peace with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still better than the other mob. <laughs> and it's not Damon's fault that she uh, – she was pissed off at Damon for not getting help for, for um, Lena, but –
1: yeah, I mean, she she is very she has every reason to be anti-black, basically. Yes, yes. But you know, at the end of the day, she she realizes where where who she's gonna throw in with. You know, I think that's really I think that's really telling. Mm. Um, but I, what I did, I did, I really liked. I just really liked Sir Eric's vibe throughout the whole thing. Like, he's just oh, all in sorry. now. He's like, he's like, right, I've made my choice, and I am all in. Well, we- like, I'm I'm the guy.
0: Was he was his brother with Otto in that um party? I don't
1: think they I don't think they made a point of showing him, but I think he probably was.
0: I was trying to look and see because that I thought that would have been like a lovely moment of, you know, the two brothers on other sides opposite sides of in different factions. do
1: you know what they they go out of their way to make a point of that in the book. um, and they they kind oh, really? of didn't they kind of didn't hear like there's a there's a moment like like that the two sides sort of face off, and then they they part. But but Eric and Aric have this moment where they sort of have one last sort of like embrace as brothers because they know that that's going to be like the next time they meet they'll 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 be enemies on a battlefield.
0: That's so um, English Civil which War, which is which
1: is very well. It's Civil War. It's Knights of the Round Table. It's like like very mythic. I love it. Like it's yeah, but it, then, it's, like- it's all that stuff.
0: Literally in the Civil War, there would be like fathers and sons who were on opposite sides. And exactly. they would send each other exactly. letters going, I love you, but I have to be loyal to the king. Or I love you, dad, but, you know, the king's a lunatic. So, yeah, yeah this is how things rip apart. But, I, I, yeah, I was sort of thinking that that was him back there, but I couldn't quite see.
1: Yeah, um, and they, they didn't take the time because, I mean, this was already, already a – I mean, it wasn't the longest episode, but it was, it was there was a lot in there. Mm. Um, so they didn't take the time on two fairly minor characters. But it does – it provides a bit of colour although they do go out of their way in the book um to say that uh you know the, the the story is that they they did this they embraced and and said that you know we we'll meet again on the battlefield although this may not have happened um oh, know, so so there's, there's that thing where yeah. there's that thing where they're like this this may be a later story like we we yeah. don't know um
0: Aww.
1: which is a bit bit of a shame but um yeah like, like eric and eric uh the, the twin brothers on either side of the civil war uh mm-hmm. so they're very, very emblematic Aww. Um, and the last really thing on my list was uh, Damon with Vermithor, uh, which was I, I was just wanted to talk about. Uh, I didn't quite know what was going on there. I think he was just sort of making sure she, <laughs> Vermithor's still there and is is yeah. I guess I guess like reacquainting the dragon to uh, people. I guess mm. yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what he was doing there, but that that's interesting.
0: Well, Damon also had eggs incubating in the dragon mount, so maybe they're in the same place as Vermithor and he was singing to them. We just yes, that's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that Damon and his schemes,
0: his madcap schemes, his crazy dragon crevice searching egg hunting schemes. <laughs> what else happened in this uh, episode? Oh. I do want to say that it was kind of cute to hear them talking about the Starks. Yes,
1: I was. I was going to mention. I was. Be, I wondered if you clocked that. Yeah, the
0: Baratheons, the uh, the Arryns, and just say and like when they said, "There's never been a Stark to forego an oath." Yes, so it was like, exactly. Oh. And, and, like, and they
1: they name drop uh, Lord exactly Cregan like- Stark, who is uh, the current Lord of Winterfell.
0: Ah, okay. Is he important or? Uh
1: well, well, I mean, he's the current Lord of Winterfell, so yes, he's important. Uh, Lu- 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 Jace has gone to meet with him. Just like uh Luke went to Storm's End, Jace has gone to Winterfell.
0: Maybe he'll meet like a pretty Stark daughter. No, he won't. Do that, will he? he wouldn't marry a Stark. Probably not. <laughs> do you know something?
1: <laughs> I, just, I just know that uh like a dragon's going north, which is always a fun time.
0: That is a fun time. Uh oh. Yes, the only Stark that I knew who broke an oath was when Jon Snow uh, started having sex with women. That's true. Um,
1: <laughs> and it turns out he was a Targaryen anyway, so does that even count?
0: Yeah, good point. That's true. And also he was a Snow. So, yeah, you, you're probably right. That's probably right. <laughs> that was kind of nice to hear, like, oh, the Starks remain this kind of stubbornly honourable house. Yes, packed yeah. away in the north that... You know.
1: Regardless of what's happening in King's Landing, you know where you stand with the Starks.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, that's very, very sweet. Um, what else happened in this episode? Um, well, nothing
1: really. I mean, like we've covered a lot of it. We, we didn't touch on, though, that um, there was a bit of a controversy before this episode even dropped because there was an early leak, Um, the first we've had well, for a long time.
0: There was two. None of the other episodes had gotten out, had they? Even though... I think they've sent out a lot more. They screens. sent out a lot of
1: screeners, and everyone yeah. was very good about not putting them up. And apparently, just at the last hurdle over this over this last weekend, uh, a copy got out onto the torrent sites, oh. uh, and people sort of got. But again, like we we talked previously, it's hard to spoil this show in a way because like so much of it is already out there. Like we know the full shape of the story, basically.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. and
1: everyone's been spoiling like crazy, so it's have they. Well, well, I mean, like, like we've discussed in the past, like people are just oh. writing articles about, like, oh, here's what happens in the Dance of Dragons. It's like,
0: Sorry. guys, yeah, what I, are you doing? I meant general spoil. Yeah, I, I guess I meant spoiling from the leak. But yes, oh, you're no, right. well,
1: yeah, but, but but I mean, like, like people did go nuts over the weekend, like just talking about the episode to the point to the point where I was getting worried, and I've read the book, and I'm like, oh, but really? I don't want to know. I don't want to know what happens, like you know, like how they've changed it and all that sort of thing. Um, I missed
0: all of that. I did not see any spoilers.
1: Well, you were were very busy over the weekend.
0: I was very busy. In fact, one of the things that I was doing was my show, The Great Grandiosa Bamboozle at the Brisbane Arts Theatre, which is on for another two Sundays, Sunday the 30th of October and Sunday the 6th of November. And if you want a spooky good Halloween time with some dodgy psychics, well, one dodgy psychic, which is me, and some actual magicians (laughs) and stunt performer, you can come on down, go to fringe brisbane.com.au and look for the great grandiosa bamboozled or act React.com.au or just google great grandiosa you, you'll find it or just you know call me on twitter and i'll send you the link and please come along uh please please come along <laughs> <laughs> no, we you had- got you,
1: you a good show on 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 oh. the weekend
0: we had a terrific show uh, on Sunday night. It was so fun and I have genuine magicians in the show and they are so good and I love magicians and stunt performers. Um, so I have both and, yeah, they absolutely, you know, take the cake. They're just so good. So, hmm. yes, do, do get along if you're in Brisbane. Plug, 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 plug. Um uh, I guess we should wrap up. I don't know if we want to come back and do a kind of a series wrap-up at some point, but I guess reflections on the series as a whole before we do a bit of housekeeping for our next uh, podcasting. Yes. Podcast.
1: Well, I mean, like, so uh, I, I'd be fascinated to hear your thoughts about how you feel the season has played out. Like we, we saw all the time, there was a lot of talk about the time jumps. There was a lot of talk about, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, changes of cast. Throughout the, the series, obviously the two main female characters, but then also like a lot of the a lot of the kid characters have been aged up uh, twice at least. Um, yes, you know, did it all work? Did it all work for you?
0: You know what? I think it did, and I think that yes, there's a price that you pay for having those time jumps. You you do, which I think is why they had a few more scenes with Luceris than say Jaceres this episode because you hmm. do need to try and make sure that you've got a character there people care about. Yes, exactly. So that when you kill them off, people understand. Even if you don't necessarily care that much, you understand why Rhaenyra will, you know. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, exactly right. Yeah, well put.
0: And But I, they needed to do that because they had to get to this point.
1: Well, they had a lot of backstory to fill in.
0: They had to do all of that scene setting. Yeah. So when we get to the war, we have the alliances. We just, it's like... You could imagine I mean you can't because the the books of Game of Thrones start where they start. They don't start with Robert's Rebellion has has is happening
1: yes. and now
0: it's over and now nothing happens for 17 years. But you could conceivably do the story of Robert's Rebellion and then do a time jump to 17 years later and here's where everyone is. Sure. But they don't do that because they don't need they start in the present, and that history is history.
1: Well, it's it's built in like like the the, the context is all is all built in to the story because that's that that was yeah. a, a traditional narrative story. Where, whereas we're, what we're building on is a history text. You know, I mean, yes. in many ways, in many ways, you could have easily started it with the start of the reign of 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 Viserys.
0: You know, yes, in true, in many true. ways,
1: like like you know, there, there's all sorts of. There's all, there's all sorts of places they could have started. There's all sorts of ways they could have done it. I think the way they did it was quite elegant in the end. Like a lot of people gave, a lot of people were not, Happy with the time jumps, but I—they never felt jarring to me.
0: No, and I think I think the only thing is some of the casting. Some a lot of the casting has been great. Obviously, we've talked about Millie Alcott to Emma Darcy and Emma Carey. And isn't it weird
1: to think back on those early episodes? Like you know, like to to think back to those two young girls.
0: Yeah, and they were really well um, doubled. I think possibly the Egon transition from uh, Ty Tennant to whoever the chap it is now. That
1: that's been the weirdest. I, I really like I really like his current actor, but I but I really liked Ty Tennant as well. And also yeah. that they, they don't. It feels like it feels like they they got the the order wrong. Strangely,
0: yeah. I like think he, that Ty Tennant would have been a better Emond.
1: Yeah. Although although this current Emond is fine. Like like he fits the fits the character quite well.
0: Oh no! I mean the younger. He would have been a better younger Emond. But then the guy, oh, the kid that I mean, that I had see what you mean yes, Absolutely. In terms of looks, he has the same kind of pointy face. Yes. But in in terms of the the kid that they had playing younger Eamon was great as well. So yes,
1: well, they obviously cast for for talent rather than specifically for looks in that case, which yes. was great.
0: Yes. That kid, um, that
1: kid's great too. By the way, like he's all over uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Uh, in the wake of his episodes, just being a, a real little champion. So which kid? Uh, the, the the young young Amond. really yeah a real real nice little kid and oh, and he, he's like it. he's like thirteen or something and and he's, his his mum technically runs his Twitter account for him but but he oh, gets on and posts it's great it's so adorable
0: cute. oh that's it's, it's so very great. very wholesome
1: content for a for a very troubled character
0: oh that's great that's really good um yeah, yeah and you can see why they had to have those time jumps, you can see why they had to show a history of love and affection between Mm. Alicent and Rhaenyra so that you could understand the breakdown of that relationship and the way that adulthood and family commitments and treachery, you know, drags them apart.
1: And it's something so smart that the show has done again. Again, it's it's this very, very smart adaptive choice because, again, in the book, Alicent is... Not not significantly older than Rhaenyra, but she is a few years older at least. She's very much the older stepmother character. Mm. Um, whereas in this, they they've made them basically the same age, and they've made them girlhood friends, mm. and that 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 essential relationship that you know that the, the tragedy of that of, of being such close friends and being pulled apart by these forces to, to opposite sides of the of a war. Mm. is phenomenal it really really is has is smartly done they've centered on that relationship in particular because of course in the book obviously like the succession crisis is between Rhaenyra and Aegon you know like like it's very much like like those are the two claimants for the throne and so that's how it's framed but the story that they've chosen to tell is about Rhaenyra and Alicent which is really really smart and really really well done
0: yeah, yeah. And, you know, putting women at the center of the story. Exactly. It's great. You know, all these bloody men and who they are. A <laughs> couple of top girlhood buddies. And yeah. There was something else I was gonna point out about the or say that I, I you know, I, I I mean I look, I was I was kind of who this show is, you know, made for, obviously.
1: <laughs> you are you never, are very much the target audience, yes. I was
0: never not gonna like it, but I do it has been a, a challenge with recapping, I have to say, because sometimes I worry that I'm just sort of going and then this happened and then this happened. Whereas with Game of Thrones, because particularly in those earlier seasons, things were so compartmentalised that we yes. could go, right, I'm going to jump from here's what happens with Tyrion and all his stuff. Here's what happens with Sansa and all her stuff. Or here's what happens with Jon Snow. Obsess about him for a while, so you could kind of compartmentalize. Whereas I worry that my recaps are a bit more. And then Allison says this, and then it goes back to Renira who says this, and then Otto. So, you know, you sort of feel like you're just sort of going, "What happened to the episode?" Because it is more weirdly enough domestic in some ways. It's that mm. so it's the family. Ultimately, comic. it's a,
1: it's a it's a big messy family fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, so as opposed to Game of Thrones, which was inter-family. This is like intra-family, and. So it's all closer, and it was, it, you know, it's only when you know they they take Danny, no, sorry, Danny, they take Rhaenyra out to Dragonstone, but then of course they bring them back for the big family dinner, and then mm. we had them separated again for two separate episodes. So you couldn't even go. Meanwhile, on Dragonstone, this happened. It was like all in King's Landing, all on yes. Dragonstone. Yeah. So it's been an interesting challenge recapping, and I do want to you know express my appreciation and support for everyone who's continued to read them Um, (laughs) it's always fun it's just sort of making sure that they're funny and trying to cover everything but not be boring and you know it's um, it's it's always fun so I've appreciated everyone I realized most of my recaps have been between four and six thousand words this season
1: it's a hell of a thing like if you read like Professional is the wrong word, but if you read like published recaps that are posted online, you'd be lucky to crack a thousand words on most of them, and you're you're really you're really putting in the effort.
0: To be honest, I probably should be able to do that. Like I, (laughs) well, as as this
1: podcast has proved, we 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 don't suffer editors.
0: No, but it's 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 more the case of I just want to make sure I'm kind of finding those little bits and pieces, and but I mean, perhaps a better writer could could be could condense that all down into 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 a thousand words or less which is certainly easier to read but I've 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 never had a complaint from anyone that my recaps are too long no no never (laughs) I think people enjoy the detail and the detours and the and the outbursts and the song parodies (laughs) exactly the the silliness of it because I mean at
1: least a thousand words is song parodies right
0: yeah I I like to kind of sit with the show and think about the scenes and go, oh, look at that glance and then what about this or how does that compare to this or remember this scene from here. So hopefully they're not too onerous uh, to read for people. But, yeah, when I think mm. about it, it's like, oh, I wrote like over 50,000 words on Game of Thrones really um, in over 10 weeks Uh yeah, 10 times 5,000 is 50,000. So it's probably around that. Yes. I was like, I really could write a book if I wanted to. I just need a, you know, better discipline and a story. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, can write, I can write heaps when it comes to interpreting other people's work. And I'm just going to kind of write more original uh, original stuff of my own, uh, which, would, which would be good. But, hey, Stu, I had another idea, and I don't know if we've talked about this before. I think we've talked about the vague concept before, but then I, I had a... I had a giggle over the weekend and so I was going to message you and then I went, no, 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 I should do it on mic because we'll get your genuine reaction Um, because we're going to be back very shortly after this one goes up.
1: It's a busy week.
0: It's a busy week because Doctor Who just came out with The Power of the Doctor, which is not only Jodie Whittaker's last adventure as the 13th Doctor but also the BBC Centennial.
1: Is, really? it is technically the Doctor Who BBC centenary special and Chris Chibnall's last episode is showrunner.
0: Is it is it centenary of te- No, it's just centenary of the BBC. Centenary
1: yes. of the BBC. Yeah. yeah, the BBC's celebrating its centenary this year so a lot of shows are doing like centenary specials and this is Doctor Who's and it happens to be the regen episode.
0: And you've watched it? I have and we're not going to talk and about we, it we will talk
1: all about that in the in the Doctor Who episode in the because Who's Raven on episode.
0: We're going to record that uh, with Tom our I have thoughts, father. Natalie. Thoughts. You have thoughts? Okay. Do you want You to might even
1: them? say I have feelings.
0: Really? Do you have feel opinions?
1: <laughs> well, I always have them.
0: Oh, you have feelings. Is that like a in joke?
1: No, or- no. Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs>
0: Um, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people complaining about certain spoilers, which makes me sort of think that I might know what the spoiler would be just by what's been in the news about Russell T Davies coming back and what's being uh, filmed at the moment. And
1: it, it, look, look, I mean, like, I, I, I genuinely don't think, you know, what's going to happen.
0: Okay. All right. I think it's, cool.
1: anyway, we, we will we will regroup
0: in the promo. So yeah, we will we- regroup and we will discuss that with Tom Selinski and then we will have to reframe and finish our Robin Hood, uh, Robin on podcast. But then, Indeed. I'm very happy for people to call in. Oh, we did have someone call in last week. Do you remember how last week when we were recording, we were talking about how the UK is a basket case and Liz Trust was in trouble? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So then I, I was in Melbourne last week hosting a conference, which is why my recap, again, thanks for people for their patience. But I, I had a two day MC in Melbourne, which was just wonderful. And if you need an MC for anything, hit me up. I love doing it. I love meeting people. And it, yeah, it's so, so fun. And I love public speaking. So if you know, if you're scared of that and want someone, please hit me up. Nat but-
1: will do it for free. So you may as well pay her.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, I would like to be paid. I'm trying to diversify income streams, Stu, but I am cheap. I'm. Cheap. I just,
1: I just mean that if there's a group of people, you will talk to them. So someone may as well pay you for the player for the pleasure.
0: Oh, I see. Yes, that's yes. correct. That's correct. Um, but I, I, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, cheap. I'm. Like, <laughs> you, you don't need to pay me much like just a little something, something and a lunch. And I'm so happy. Uh, I just have very low standards too. But uh, I had some lovely feedback. But what was funny is that it was a big day, Thursday, big night, and I took myself out to um, uh, dinner. And then when I got home, Liz Truss had resigned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so then I ended up staying up way too late watching BBC World just to see some of the reaction to, to that. Um, but what was funny is that we did get someone from the UK call in and her name is Lily at Wool Warrior on Twitter. And she said, um, it feels like someone spiked the nation's drink in 2016 and everything since has been a weird hallucination. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we said if you're living in the UK, like call, call in and tell us what it's like. And that's how she described it. I thought that was great. So I wanted to say thank you for
1: It was very calling. well done.
0: Um, But I ended up making the next day uh, to finish the conference, I ended up writing a few uh, beautiful poems to to read to the group, um, which were limericks. Right. (laughs) And so I think the one I wrote was, um, uh, this conference has been such a plus with wisdom to share and discuss, uh, but if you were... Something, something. Two days have come to a term, so we can confirm we've all had much. We've all had more fun than Liz Truss. (laughs) I was so proud of that, Stu. See, that's what you get when you hire me. You get free poetry, just gold like that. Um, Gold like that, comedy gold like that. (laughs) But yeah, I can't believe that. Like one podcast cycle later, and she's gone. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's it. That's all it took. (laughs)
0: Um, Which is which is pretty crazy. Um, But I was thinking. We have sort of mentioned this before uh, about doing the Fast and the Furious films. As a
1: oh oh god, I'm I'm there, Natalie. You like say the word, <laughs> walk through the door, you son of a bitch. I'm in.
0: Is that in the movie, or is that that that's
1: that's a uh, that that's a, a bleak reference? But it's, yes, oh. I'm 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 there. Like, like if you want okay. if you want to do the Fast and the Furious movies, Natalie, sign me up. I'm <laughs> ready to live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs>
0: Because I think um, I think that they seem silly enough to kind of get good value out of. Because there's so they, many. They things.
1: are incredible. Yeah. They, they are emblematic of everything, of the evolution of film over the last twenty years. It's incredible.
0: <laughs> I think because somebody was telling me, um, actually, you know who it was. Not to name drop, but it was Tony Martin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay.
0: Because he was telling me that apparently, like the third film. Is out of like the fourth film pretends the third film never happened or something, and there's this whole time jump thing with Jason. There head. is
1: there is a bizarre that they they start with no plan and then they have to backpedal furiously yes. to like make everything fit, and it's it's beautiful in its, in its ridiculousness.
0: <laughs> so he was kind of talking about that, and I went, "Oh, that sounds like like fun to, to to sort of look at that sort of stuff." And I've never seen them, and you have, so we have that different points of view. Uh, and they're silly because I was thinking, like, oh, should we do something like really serious? And I had a laugh to myself and I thought, should we recap like Dharma? You know, that, that, <laughs> because <laughs> we both like Evan Peters, he's good value. He turned up in something we were, we were talking about, didn't he? Um, and, uh, oh, he was in WandaVision, he right? was in WandaVision, he was Quicksilver, yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. So we, 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 um, we like him. And I was like, oh, should we re- Could you imagine doing a recap of Dharma? <laughs> So what's the body count this episode? What
1: are Fil- we? <laughs> oh. Weirdly, weirdly, I yeah, like like that. That would be like like we 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 recap a show that is full of graphic graphic violence, and yet I would be very hesitant to, to dive into <laughs> that particular show
0: because you're like, oh gee, how many failures of police uh, to catch this guy in <laughs> yes. this episode? And-
1: there's not a lot of opportunity for yucks in there, Nat, uh, yeah. I think, is that.
0: <laughs> and I, as I've said before, like, I actually sat down in Dharma. I was just scrolling through Netflix. And you know that you do that thing sometimes with Netflix where you hit play rather than just the preview and you end up starting the episode? Sure, yes. I, maybe that's just me. But um, it started and I watched the first maybe five minutes. And the first bit is you see him, like, with a, a, a bloody knife. And then he goes to a club and he picks up a dude and comes back to his house and the guy walks in and goes, wow, it's quite a smell in here. And he's like, yeah, I had some meat that went bad. And then <laughs> and then he goes, can I open a window? And Jeffrey Dahmer says, no, no, you can't. <laughs> and it's just like, right. oh, God, this guy's about to get horrifically murdered. And I, I sort of turned off before the murder. But this is the weird irony of me is I've watched so many Jeffrey Dahmer documentaries and you know various true crime shows where he features and all that sort of stuff. But it's like I just need to be in the right mood to watch the dramatization. Uh, yes,
1: know. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, like the dramatization is doing a totally different thing to yes, like any sort of documentary. Like, like they're they're trying to make you feel things.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I still f- like I still feel things watching the 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 true crime docos. i oh, sure, stuff. sure. But, but there's, there's a
1: distance to a doco or even a true crime documentary that yeah. gets taken away by by the drama almost.
0: Yeah. So I know a lot of people were into that, but um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be other things coming up. If you have any suggestions for things you'd like us to recap, whether that's a movie series or a TV show, whatever you like, we're always open to suggestions. But Stu, what made me think was, I don't know if we've said this before, but if we do Fast and the Furious, we can call it Revving
1: on, oh my god! Well, now we have to
0: <laughs> see. That's that's why I wanted to tell you on mic to that's get your perfect. reaction that's to perfect. that name. and it's got to be R- revving on. I mean, R E V V I N apostrophe. Yes,
1: Reven. exactly. Yeah, revving on. Yeah, um <laughs> that's perfect. That's so perfect, Natalie. Because I was I was just thinking as you were as you were saying, oh, we should do it. I was like, well, what could we call the miniseries? Like, could it be like like you know?
0: Few two, ra- to Raven,
1: two on, or something like you
0: know.
1: Oh yes. Like it, 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 there's all sorts of things you could go there, but like Raven on, it's so beautiful. I love Wouldn't
0: it. You'd, you'd call it Leighton Behensky, like Hobson Shaw, whatever. <laughs> Do we do that one as part of it? So we, we
1: definitely we have to do Hobbs and Shaw. Like okay. Hobbs and Shaw will be part of it. Yes, absolutely.
0: Are there any more that are like not called Fast and the Furious or? Uh,
1: no, no. So there's there's like there, there's the main the mainline series, and then there's Hobbs and Shaw, which is basically The Rock and Jason Statham uh, doing their own thing for a movie, which is great.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, because I think Tony Martin said the first movie is about stealing DVDs. The, the
1: first movie, and we'll, we'll we'll definitely get into it. But the first movie is literally a rip off of Point Break. Um, oh okay it, it's a cop it's a cop who infiltrates like a, a like a street racing gang who also like steal like dvd players like it's it's <laughs> it's so low stakes it, compared to some of the like, like what, what's amazing about the series is that the series like escalates over the course of the movies from like a low level sting operation where like a cop gets in too deep and like makes friends with the criminals to like by the end they they go to like spoilers they go to space um so and everything in between uh, i i deeply deeply love it, it it's it's one of my it, it's weirdly one of my favorite film franchises uh it's just become it it has become so unapologetically ridiculously over the top that you can't help but love it it's okay. so stupid, Natalie. It's so stupid, but it's so good.
0: Well, that I think maybe will be our sort of end of year project. How many are there? How many How many films are there?
1: Well, there, there's there's eight with a ninth on the way and, and, and Hobbs and Shaw. So there'll okay. probably be 10 by the time we finish up.
0: Oh, so that's sort of similar to what we've done with Batman and Robin Hood. Yeah,
1: exactly. Batman. Yeah, yeah. So- similar similar lengths.
0: Okay, so we'll look at that. We'll finish Robin Hood. We'll put the cap on that, okay. and then um, and then we'll we'll kind of go into Fast and the Furious. So we have something there. So Excellent. You will, we've got a we,
1: mic, so it's going to happen.
0: And we need to do our James Bond deep dive at some point too. Oh yes,
1: yes, absolutely. I
0: think, I think No Time to Die is available on Amazon Prime now. So
1: absolutely, we we have plenty of little bibs and bobs to wow. to keep us through to the end of the year and beyond.
0: I need to sit down and, and watch that. Yeah. So yes, and if if you have any ideas for things that are coming up that you'd like us to do. Please call in because we're very open to things, and um, we, you know, we want to keep rolling through with the podcast because it's how we catch up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> most and,
1: and as we say, like, like there's going to be like a two year, a two year hiatus between uh, uh, certainly the uh, the the hot, hot the next episode of Hot D. So
0: yes, yes, but we'll keep we'll keep keeping on. So if there's anything that um, I'm kind of trying to think of something else that has as many things as the Bond films to like. Go over again. I wonder if we should do <laughs> another retrospective, like three years on from. <laughs> just,
1: just start start from Doctor No and get, go back through.
0: Go back through it and just go. Do you remember this? <laughs> <laughs> I think people might revolt, but uh, yes, that's it.
1: Well, well I, I can't do I can't do Thunderball again, Natalie. I can't do it.
0: Ah, in fact, you're still doing it. That's the. I, well, I'm, I'm
1: I'm forever doing Thunderball. It's playing right now.
0: <laughs> it, never
1: it never stops. It never stops. I am always thunderballing. Time is a flat thunderball
0: poor thunderball
1: it's a bad movie
0: oh that's just me. people seem
1: to really like it it's a bad movie i'm sorry
0: <laughs> so that is us done for season 1 of hot d and i'm so hope that you know maybe they'll get it all filmed quickly and it will be out you know early 2024 uh, it, you know rather than late 2024 would be we can only we can only hope but if they're spending the time doing cool CGI because, you know, there's a lot of dragon fighting, then that makes sense. That's I mean, it. Yeah.
1: Take all the time. Um, don't, don't, take, don't take all the time you want, but but take your time. Get it yes. right.
0: Thank you to everyone who has supported and listened, uh, people who have called in on Twitter. Thank you all for your time and insights and energy. Feel free to do it any time. I am at Girl Clumsy. Stu is at Disco Stu. Because he doesn't need to advertise. Uh, and a very special big pat on the bat and thank you to my Patreons, patreon.com/slash girlclumsy. Um, obviously, I'll I'll probably keep that rolling through, but um, I'll I'll message patrons and just make sure that you're aware you can unsubscribe it. I mean, stay, please say subscribed until the end of October, because that's when the payment goes through. <laughs> <laughs> If you know Pat now, I won't get your money and that would suck. So uh, for anyone who signed up in October, please just wait until the end of the month um, and then you can unsubscribe if you need to. Uh, but, yes, I appreciate that times are tough. Cost of living is definitely a thing. And so I am very, very understanding uh, when people need to change their circumstances. Um, so, yes, but I'll probably keep it running because, you know, working in the arts, diversified income streams. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I start getting really schmick gigs for MCing, then maybe I can, you know, not do the Patreon, but we'll see how we go. Yeah. Thank you to everyone on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne, if you want to join us over there. And Stuart, a special big thank you to you. Without whom we would have no oh. podcast. That sounded weird, didn't it? I mean <laughs> you would
1: probably have a podcast. Who just uh
0: no, but the whole reason I have We a podcast- wouldn't have
1: someone chuckling to himself uh, throughout most of no, it.
0: Right, but Stu, we wouldn't have a podcast because it was literally us talking about how we should do a podcast. What should we do a podcast on? And eventually we just, don't, we just need to do it on Game of Thrones. Well,
1: we, 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 we had a big conversation about Game of Thrones and we're like, why don't we just make that the podcast?
0: The podcast. And here we are. And
1: here we are. All these Seven years later. Years, all later. These years later.
0: So yes, please uh, give Stu a follow on Twitter, or call out to both of us, or follow me if you don't already. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying I just don't want. I don't want the series to
1: <laughs> You're stalling. You're stalling, Natalie.
0: I'm stalling for time. Uh, well, as we always like to say, Valar The
1: dragons will dance. In
0: 2024.
1: Indeed, they will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See and you then. See you then. Bye.